Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready He's taken another one, and another, and Howard Foster has stopped it! Wow! That is going to be controversial! That's a crunching right hand, and that must finish it! It must finish it! Taylor trying to catch himself, using his jab, eats a right hand! Another right hand, and he goes down! Yes, 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 people. Back again, live and exclusive from our headquarters in London with another jam-packed show covering the best news in boxing. This week, a special, special guest. A uh, bit of a rare entity having uh, someone of his calibre, his experience, and also management, um, some of the, the, the hottest prospects, nurturing talent from the domestic right to the world stage, IBF uh, world titleist uh, Richard Comey, um, Michael Amu. Thank you. We're here. Thank you. Live and direct. <laughs> <laughs> Got to put that on there. How you yeah. doing, sir? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yourselves? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Good. Thank you for Great coming. Here. Yeah, so we've got, guys, it's a packed show today. Um, I think we're going to discuss the fallout of the fight last weekend, which was Triple G versus Derevinchenko. Also, we saw the MTK show, which was the golden contract, which Tom went down there. Good event. Yep. Um, and I guess really just all other boxing news throughout the week. But Tom, do you want to give the guys a number if they're going to call in today? Yeah, make sure you call in if wherever you're calling from the UK, the US, plus four four one five zero six three five three nine double five. That's again, plus four four one five zero six three five three nine double five. And make sure you tune in at Raps on TV and all social media handles. So yeah, I mean, get underway. Yeah. From so, the weekend, I suppose there's only one place to uh, to start. To yeah. Start just to quickly go over a few of the uh, the recent uh, boxing events that yeah. happened. The, was it a robbery? <sighs> I don't know. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't think it's a robbery. It's a very close fight. Yeah. It's a very close fight, but I don't think it was a robbery. You know, the, you get these uh, hometown decisions. Yeah. And um, you know, watching the fight, I. I Devinchenko done really, really well. Obviously, mm. he's trained by Richard Comby's trainer, yeah, Andre Rosier. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah we, we've got a, a special affinity there. But mm. um, you know, watching the fight, I, I did think that yeah, it was close. I thought it could have been a draw. Yeah. You know, I think um, Devinchenko was doing a lot of the work, a lot of the pressing, mm. but a lot of the cleaner punches came from Golovkin. Yeah. Obviously, we're used to Golovkin seeing him overpower his opponents and being crisp and clinical yeah so when you see him fighting like this yeah like he did on saturday mm. then everyone starts oh my god he's finished it's yeah. over yeah you know you're more looking at the opponent saying the opponent's done this and the opponent's done that yeah because we've been sport with you know i mean the performances from golovkin mm-hmm. you Agreed. know so when you see a, a slight drop in performance then you know there's a big cloud over you know i mean whether he's finished whether he, mm. he, he the the guy beat him and so forth and so forth. Yeah. But fighters have this now and again. It happens, yeah. you know. Yeah. You can't expect a fighter to be like a robot and go in there every time and do the same thing over and over again. No, I agree. Agreed. Yeah. I think as well with the reputation that Golovkin has for producing barbaric knockouts yeah. each time, I think there's only a matter of time before the wider boxing world are going to get to him about mm. looking lethargic, looking a bit sluggish, especially mm. when yeah. that third fight with Canelo is, is, is there yeah. and you expect him to grasp that yeah. by putting on a good display. And yeah. I just mm. think he... He, he got the win, which was the most important thing, but mm. I think you have to applaud Derevinchenko for his yeah. performance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and obviously his trainer, because it's the third time his trainer's come up against... He mentioned against that as well. Kalina, uh, ...against Golovkin. So, you know, he knows him, he knows his style. I know he's got a new trainer in, in Banks, but 
you know, you, you get to you start to read a fighter and what he's going to do, and then you yep. can give your fighter a, a game plan as to how you think you can beat him. And I think the game plan worked. Mm. I mean, I, I do think that the cut in the first round really didn't help. Um, yeah, and the knockdown. And, and, the, and the knockdown, albeit a flash knockdown, but yeah. it was a knockdown all, all as well, and I, I don't think that helped. You know, uh, but in saying that, it was a very, very close fight. And mm. me personally, you know, with everybody saying the rumors saying that Golovkin was um, ill before the fight and such and such, if that's the case, then uh, there has to be a rematch to see if we get the real yeah. Golovkin, mm. or if that was the real Golovkin and Devranchenko gave him a hard fight. I yeah. think it's. I'm not sure where Golovkin goes off the back of that performance because, you know, Canelo's doing his thing. You know, he's, he's got Kovalev, which is mm. not an easy fight. Yeah. You know, um, and we don't know how much he's going to take out of Canelo that fight. Um, and then we'll, we'll have to see <coughs> where um, Golovkin goes because obviously he's got this major contract with the zone. But on that performance, they're going to have to do something to kind of gain more interest. Yeah. Because obviously, and I, I personally, I think the only way he can do that is by putting Devranchenko back in there again and saying, look, you know, obviously I wasn't. I think it's the same scenario as um, Floyd and Madonna. Yeah. You know, when Floyd fought Madonna the first mm. time, everyone was, oh, we need to beat him, all mm. this and that. So Floyd went, okay, let's point. do it. Let's do it again, and yeah. then I'll show the people. You know what I mean? Properly. Yeah. You know? and, and that's what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? And his product and his thing could still go on. Mm. You know? And I think, I think, for me personally, from a, I, I don't see anyone else in the division that they can kind of put with Golovkin mm. to get that the, the monkey off his back, which was on Saturday. You yeah, know, I yeah. think Devranjenko deserves that for the performance he yeah, put in. exactly. It was a quality performance. I think you look at, I mean, you spoke about the knockdown in the first round, the cut, which was a big cut yeah. to the corner. They, the stitch guys, they did fantastic. Fantastic. Um, just to keep him going through fantastic. it. They, every round, and the New York Commission are quite tough, so every yeah. round they were checking his yeah. eyes, yeah. the socket, the cut, the bleeds, and yeah. you know they they done well to not wave it off either. Yeah. They could have easily done yeah. that. Um, but I just felt, you know, it's going back to what you're saying with Triple G. I just think he could probably do it in a rematch, but there was so much, there was something up with him because he just looks so different to what we've seen in the past. And I know some of the opponents haven't been the same amount of quality. I think Devinchenko, because of the Jacobs loss, I think people just kind of pushed him to the side. But actually, mm. he's an Olympian. He saw the skill set that he displayed. And mm. I think from a thinking man's perspective, I think he outfought. Mm. Triple G, in my opinion, yeah. but I just felt in the later rounds where he fell down and why I said it wasn't a robbery was because he just—I think the cut probably impacted him. The high work rate he had to employ throughout mm. that fight probably just got the better of him with the knockdown and the cut. But I think he gave a, like you said, an ad admirable performance. Yeah. Um, would we get the rematch? I don't know if we'd get a rematch. Yeah, I, I, you know I don't know, but I mean, yeah. the think the one thing with Devranchenko, what you saw mm. is that he just lacked that power, yeah, just to push Golovkin back. Yeah. You know that one. Although we caught him with some lovely body shots, yeah. You know, if he had that power, those body mm. shots would have dropped him. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he just lacked that power. And you could see there was a slight physical difference between yes. Golovkin looked a little bit bigger. Yeah. You know, and you just you just thought that at any one time Golovkin can really put it on him yeah. and hurt him and, and put him down but obviously that didn't happen mm. but you could you just couldn't see Devranchenko doing the same That's, to Golovkin this you know? one, yeah. so you know I mean in, in that sense it was always going to be an uphill battle for Devranchenko you yeah. know um, but like I said <coughs> he was admirable in his performance and corners performance you know I think 
the Tarshan Fury cut of a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, impacted yeah. on the decision because yeah. the Fury cut was a lot worse than this cut. That and that was yeah, there was a lot of hoo-ha about that cut. And I yeah. think if this fight was to have been stopped on that cut, yeah. there would have been, hang on a minute, you know. Consistency. Exactly, exactly. So I think that impacted them to keep looking at the cut, keep mm. it going and, and let everyone do their job, which was a great thing because they've done their job really well. The cutsman, Mike Brazil, which I know, who I know, who's been in Richard's corner, yeah. you know, great cutsman. Um, and they've done their job very, very well. So, and it gave us the spectacle of seeing the fight go the whole 12 rounds, yeah, which yeah. you have to commend everybody exactly. involved for that. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly my point. I think going the distance was great for Deborah Vinchenko. I think the only real, which you, as you would expect, is Triple G. Um, and I think even going back to like the power that you spoke of, of um, Deborah Vinchenko, I just think, you know, we've never really seen Triple G wobbled at all. And that's where I just felt it's going to be disheartening because there's nothing you could even take to say that I'm punching this guy, I'm seeing it affect him. All you just saw really was Triple G slow down a bit, maybe not move, but you didn't see any of one of those punches that made him fall back. Do you know what I mean? The body shots hurt him. Yeah. He winced a couple of times with yes. the body shots. They hurt him. So you, you, you're you going to think whoever fights him next, mm. that's where they're going to look to, yeah. to to try and get an advantage over mm. Golovkin. Because yeah. you could see visibly that the body shots were hurting him. Yeah. And when he was catching him correctly, he was taking a step or two yeah. back. That, you know, So if he gets someone a, hard, a harder puncher with a bit mm. more power, mm. that's where they're going to look to slow <coughs> Golovkin down. Aligned with his age as well, yeah. each fight is, going to, is taking that little bit more out of him at the age of 37 or yeah. 38, 37, Seven, I think. Yeah. You know, time catches up with you very quickly. Exactly. All of a sudden... You know, it catches old, up yeah, with the high I think mileage. a lot of it is to do with his mental strength as well. How much mm. does these back-to-back training camps up in Big Bear take out of him as a fighter? And I think mm. with Derevinchenko putting up such a valiant performance, mm. it kind of makes him question, well, he's had different styles. He's had Jacobs, who's, mm. who's kind of boxed at the outside. He's mm. had Derevinchenko, who produces lovely inside work. Yeah. So how much does he take from that in terms of, can he rate his own performance well? Or does mm. he look at the, the Canelo fight, looking pushing it further away now that he's mm. had these kind of mediocre performances because mm. you see Derevinchenko yeah. like going straight to the body that would have given a lot of middleweights confidence yeah, yeah. that in past fights that they had mm-hmm. why they didn't go to the body quick yeah. enough they were trying to I think negate uh, Golovkin's oh. bully, bullish tactics yeah. coming forward yeah. and yeah. trying to kind of wrap him up a little bit yeah. whereas yeah. Yeah. kind of sticking to what they knew and yeah. using their IQ and moving around the ring yeah. so I think that's why if you look at a Billy Joe Saunders who can move yeah. although he's not got the best inside mm. work in terms of to the body yeah. he's able to ping you from range and, yes. and kind of keep you away mm. and I think and Dervinchenko probably set the blueprint in terms of size, yeah. being able to really... I think that's a good point you make um, in terms of the size as well and sort of like that blueprint. And I guess a question I would have asked, do you think we kind of saw that night why Triple G wasn't so keen to move up a division? Because when he was struggling to get the Canelo fight, a question I would always ask is, why doesn't he just move up? Like, yeah. forget Canelo, unify, you know what I mean? Like a lot of the greats, don't just stick in one division, go up. Do you think maybe we saw a little bit of why he's not moved up against 168 pounder, naturally big, naturally strong? But that's his that's his natural weight. He's, yeah. a, he's a natural 160. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, you know, he he's been fighting at that weight for a long time, and that's mm. his natural weight. So, I mean, if you look at some of the greats, Marvin Hagler, he never yes. moved up. You I know, know. Yeah, so, that was the only guy. You know, and, so and there are plenty of fights for him mm. in the 160 division. Yeah. You know, you want to be the undisputed. You want to be the best in your own division. Mm not necessarily have to move up and down. Marketing-wise and, and, and promotional-wise, for someone like Canelo, who's <coughs> who's looking for marquee opponents yes. wherever they are yeah. because of this massive deal that he's got, mm. you know, 
he can't stay in one division. Yeah. You know, he he, he just can't because yes. there's not enough fighters in that division. Mm, yeah. I mean, he fluctuates from one five four to now he's going to one seven five. One seven five. I mean, that's freakish. He fought Floyd at one five two. He fought Floyd at one five two. I mean, that's freakish. But that's the pattern they've got from and. Mm. Long term, you don't know what damage that does that to 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 your body because yeah. obviously you you're you're going through the weights mm. up and down, up and yeah. down, and you're meeting naturally bigger guys. Mm. You know, which yeah. we're gonna see in Kovalev, <clears throat> he's a naturally bigger guy. Yeah, you know, we're gonna see what it takes out of yeah, him. Yeah. You know, why do you think Golovkin's power is kind of declining? Uh, do you think it's just the weight? He's not able to make it as healthily as what he was. Well, your power, your, your your power is the last thing to go. Your speed is always the I mean the first thing to go, and your power is the last thing to go. I'm not quite sure whether his power is declined. I think you have to give credit to Devrinchenko and his team for sussing out the way Golovkin was going to fight. If you looked, a lot of those looping punches that he threw, they negated mm. by coming inside, yeah. coming underneath, and you know just manoeuvring Golovkin out of the way so he couldn't throw those mm. those punches that he normally throws from yes. distance. If, mm. you, if you watch a lot of his fights, a lot of his hooks, they come from distance and they catch you at the end of the punch. You get inside to Golovkin, he can't throw those punches. Yeah, and that's, that's what Devrinchenko done. And yeah. it took all the power and the m mobility out of Golovkin. And yeah. then he struggled on the inside. I mean, he got through with a few <coughs> nice little uppercuts. Mm. But in the main, he struggled on the inside to penetrate. Yeah, and he probably was forced to, to box and on was, the inside. Because yeah. I think Derevinchenko, when he came quite a high guard, he was trying to really stop Golovkin from, from winging those exactly. punches. Exactly. It was, a, it, was, it was a fast pace. He was right on Golovkin's chest. Yeah. Golovkin couldn't get the the movement to do to do mm. those punches and then it, it kind of stopped him from fighting the fight that he wanted to fight so yeah. I'm not quite sure I wouldn't <laughs> I mean I wouldn't be rushing in to say that his powers decline because the next person who comes in he might knock him clean well, out yeah. so you know but it was a great strategy by some like Andre Rosier who has been in this is his third battle with Golovkin mm, obviously yeah. he's learning he's looking yeah. he's seeing how the best way we can negate and take away Golovkin's power well, yeah. and I think they were successful at it yeah and on that point um, he spoke about Andre Rose and I think he'd done a great job great job to the team as well um, with the cut but let's move on to one of your fighters mm -hmm. um, IBF world champion Richard Comey yeah. always flying the flag um, another <laughs> man with a fearsome knockout ratio exactly yeah. High, yeah. high knockout ratio um, he's scheduled to fight in December um, yeah. I know it's half unofficial, but it's the rumours are no, to it's, be believed. It's, it's official. It's, it's official, official, right? December yeah. the 14th. December the 14th, yeah. Tiafoma Lopez. Yeah. Just talk to us about, for you, how eager you were to get that fight made and Kami, how, in terms of maybe looking forward to that fight, you know, in terms of an opponent. Well, when this all started, we, um, obviously we had the, um, Richard was the mandatory after he beat Alessandro Luna. Which was the mandatory for the IBF world title, and um, a couple of fights fell away. Um, we were supposed to go to Russia, which we didn't really want to go, and it was kind of a, a false promotion that um, that didn't happen. And then we ended up fighting. We ended up renegotiating, and Top Rank came in with um, a deal for Richard because basically they had two of the belts. I think they had the. Um, they had a WBO and a WBA belt with uh, Lomachenko. Yeah. No, sorry, with Lomachenko had one and Pedraza had the other one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they looked at it long term. They wanted to make, it's obvious that they wanted to make Lomachenko the undisputed lightweight champion. Yeah. So in order to do that, they obviously had to tie in Richard, which was great for us because yeah. then it gives it 
gives Richard the opportunity to fight for all four belts when that when that arises. Uh, it didn't work out the way Top Rank wanted it to work out because obviously when Richard won the world title, he got injured. So Lomachenko was forced to face his mandatory, which was Anthony Carrillo. And Richard had to go back to Ghana and recover and stuff. And then it was a matter of, right, well, we start again. But for us, it was really important that Richard had a marquee fight to defend his title um, on a, in a voluntary. And we had a choice of a number of people. And we decided that Ray Belcham was the perfect fight for Richard yeah. to get, you know, being an African, being a Ghanaian fighting, it's very difficult to get credibility. Yeah. You know, they don't, you know, you see all these other lightweights who haven't achieved half of what Richard's achieved. Yeah. And they get spoken about as if, you know, I mean, they're world, they're, yeah, they're world champions and they've yeah. already done it. Yeah. Um, so in terms of in terms of Richard, it was it was important to get a credible opponent for Richard, which was Ray Belgian, who was a former world champion and hadn't been stopped in eleven years. You know, went the distance with Terence Crawford, who's considered one of the pound for pound best. You know, and um, we was very confident Richard would win in that fight. Uh, and for us, the fight it turned out better for us than expected because Richard got good eight rounds in. Good eight rounds in with uh, a, a world class operator. You know, I remember him coming here to Scotland and giving Ricky Burns hell, you know, and uh, he's been avoiding himself. So, you know, it was a very good opportunity for us to get Richard's name out there, which he won. And now, uh, with Lomachenko having all three belts, you know, it was, we could have gone for straight for Lomachenko, but Tiafimo decided that or their their team decided that they thought they think that Richard was the easier route yeah. as opposed to taking the WBC tournament with Devin Haney and yeah. Abdullah and, and a, another one inside yeah. so we just had to wait for that and to be fair it's it, it's it's been perfect for us because yeah. Richard has had a nice break he knows what's in front of him um and um we're really looking forward the whole team is really looking forward to facing to female I think yeah. as well when you look at the the division, it's it's quite it's red hot at the moment. You probably haven't seen the lightweight so highly contested with, like you said there, Devin Haney, who's got his own ambitions with the zone. You've got obviously Tiafima Lopez. I, I want to ask you about obviously navigating yourself um, to the Lomachenko fight. Did Richard have to take the Tiafima Lopez fight to to well, really project himself? When Tiafima, Tiafima, when he when he went the IBF route, they the top rank manufactured the IBF uh, final eliminator for Tiafimo, yeah. which Richard's, then Richard's mandatory is Tiafimo. So, or it was Tiafimo versus Nakatani for the mandatory position. Obviously, Tiafimo won. So it was always going to be Richard fighting his mandatory before, because top rank, ideally, they want to see Tiafimo and Lomachenko fight. You know, Richard is the stumbling block for everybody. And he's always been that stumbling block because he's been that stumbling block for years. You know, everybody... Um, Everybody has wanted to um, get Richard out of the way, yeah. you know, because he's a danger to, to everybody's plans, you know, mm -hmm. and he's always been that stumbling block. So, you know, it's um, we're, we're there now and there's nothing really anybody can do. They have to go for Richard because he is the IBF champion. Yeah. You know? I think it kind of brings um, a lot more dangers when you are an avoided fighter and you really do have to, to prove yourself. Although now he has won the world title, he has got arguably 
a lot to say in that division, even though Lomachenko has all the belts, uh, the majority of the belts. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, to be the undisputed, to really hold your claim as the best, yeah. you've got to get through the other the piece of the puzzle. So. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, Richard's really looking forward to it. He's, I mean, he's training hard, like as he always does. So I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> uh, uh, and he's really looking forward to uh, showing the showing the world and a, and a fantastic platform. Um, live on ESPN uh, December the 14th at Madison Square Garden which you know is a a fantastic achievement for the team to get there Mm. Uh, Richard's really looking forward to performing that night yeah and there was a uh, public workout I believe uh, last last week uh, for Richard Richard there was there a public workout in the states no 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 oh, I think no. Richard was he was at the awards. he was at the gym wasn't he he was at, at, he was at the awards. Gubber Awards uh, last week he was at yes. the Gubber Awards which which was celebrating Ghanaians in America their yeah. achievements okay, and Richard yeah. was a special guest at yeah. that awards in where the president the Ghanaian president was also in attendance. And he was at the Glofkin fight this weekend, as it goes. Yeah. So a lot of love, a lot of love. Yeah, from, yeah he was sitting next to Wayne Rooney through the yeah, fight. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. That. So they was they was talking, uh, they was chatting about all things boxing, and uh, then he was he was I saw pictures of him with Wesley Snipes as well. So yeah. he's getting about yeah, the boy. Exactly, yeah. and that's what and yeah. that's what you want. And yeah. and obviously Richard Comey's kind of like the flagship fi- fighter within the stable. But we had the couple of the other guys in a few weeks ago, yeah. Ryan. Uh, Ram Walker, and, Ramiz, Ramiz Jordan, and then yeah. Ramiz obviously got a win so just talk to us obviously about Ramiz great win for him a couple of weeks back yeah now Ryan's moving on so it really is got like straight from to straight yeah from Ramiz from. I mean firstly in terms of the the, the local uh, the guys here in the UK I have to thank Steve Goodwin who's a very good friend of mine and his family for always allowing me the opportunity for my fighters to be on his shows yeah. and helping me in terms of navigating them to where they are today I mean if it wasn't for Steve Goodwin, you know what I mean, even, even Richard, for instance, you know what I mean, he gave Richard his first opportunity here, you know, and um, so I have to, I have to always give thanks and, you know what I mean, yeah, to Steve great. and his family. Um, the boys, yeah, Ramez, he had a great, great victory um, in um, two weeks ago for his um, Southern Area Super Bantam weight title, featherweight title. Yeah. Uh, it was a great, great fight. The two boys left everything in there. I mean, it was um, it was nip and tuck all the way, and Ramez to 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 our great pleasure came through at the end. I think yeah. he I think on the judges' scorecard, I think he won it by three or four rounds. Yeah. We thought it was a little bit closer, but it was just it's been a magical journey for him because you know if you've seen you've met him and yes, exactly. yeah, I mean he's a maths teacher, so you, you he doesn't look speak. Yeah, I mean, have any of the qualities of, of a boxer, yeah. you know? So, yeah. and then you see him, he trains diligently, he trains hard, he puts everything into his training, he's obsessed with it, you know? And just to see such a lovely, lovely kid, you know, be victorious on a night like that in front of his family, mm. who've always supported him, his mum and dad always come to his fights, he was his father's friends and his some of his... Uh, some of his friends from school and stuff come and it, it, it's just it's just great to see. I mean, from any level, you know, whether you've got a world champion or you've got a southern area champion, the feeling is still the same. Yeah. It, it takes hard work, it takes dedication, it takes a bit of luck, you know, and it takes a togetherness to get to that level, you know, and once you achieve it, there's no greater feeling. Yeah, it looked like that in abundance. I mean, you talk about moments after getting the nod but uh, from the judges, just the sheer adulation in the yeah. ring. Like, it looked as if you were reliving that world title, yeah. you know, well, that world title I, moment. When you take a kid from nothing and you take him to any title, I mean, the joy is, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard to hold it in because 
you know, you, 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 not that you doubt yourself sometimes, but you know how hard this game is. You know how difficult it is, and any victory for any title should be cherished. You know what I mean? Should, should never be um, looked at as if oh, it's just a southern area, or it's just this, or it's just that. It's you know, it's. I get great pleasure from seeing these kids. You know what I mean? Work hard, train hard, and get their just rewards. You know, mm. doesn't always happen. We've had losses before, you know, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's sometimes very difficult to take. But at the same time, when you do get the victory, you have to cherish it, you know. Yeah, no, uh, Ryan's uh, Ryan's fight on the uh, the undercard was a bit of a a bit of a, yeah, a strange one, but we, he got the win, obviously. He got the win. I mean, the guy got he got hit and then he got dislocated his elbow, I think, and, yeah. and the fight was over within a round, which was disappointing because we always liked to, the boys to get the rounds out, you know, because yeah. when they train so hard over a per- eight to 12 week period, you want to see them get all that out. So it's a bit disappointing, but we've moved on. We've got a fight with um, uh, at Super Bantam for the Southern Area title for Ryan on a Goodwin show yeah. on November the 30th uh, against uh, Pitor Murga, I think his name is, um, <laughs> which... To be quite honest, I wanted I wanted Ryan to stay at bantamweight, but Ryan and his trainer, my son Michael Junior, we had a team discussion, and we thought this was an opportunity that we couldn't we could could not take. So, you know, it's it's going to be another emotional night for us. You know, on November the thirtieth at your call, and we're hoping that Ryan can bring another Southern Area title to the to the to the family. Yeah, I suppose to be brutally honest, like these fighters are still learning, like the experience. Yeah, the, yeah the nitty gritty of the the York call. Do you think with, especially in Ryan's case and also like Ramez, when the opportunity like this really does arise, probably, you know, we wouldn't say not necessarily having the the adequate preparation, but just when it springs up, do you think it's just a case of he's got to take it? And Not necessarily because we've done it last time again, Michael Rambalazza for Ryan. And in hindsight, you know, it was, you know, it was a step too quick too soon for for Ryan you know and we can all say in hindsight yeah. but as uh, for, for me as a manager you know you have to take responsibility in terms of you know sometimes you know you have to rein these these fighters in and and you know tell them listen slow down you're not ready yet you know yeah. so you know we we all learned lessons from that you know myself included so you know but in saying that when the opportunity comes you have to look at it as an individual thing and see whether, you know, your team can pull it off, you know, and you make a team decision and you go from there. Yeah. And once you say yes, you go full throttle. You know what I mean? You do all the hard work and whatever's needed to be done and then you're proud the night that it, it happens for you, you know? And your son, uh, Mickey Amu Jr., has been instrumental to that, that yeah, success. Yeah, I mean, he's, um, I keep saying to him, I mean, unfortunately, his boxing career got cut short. Um, he, was a, he was a very, very good amateur. You know, and uh, he went for his professional license, and they found a cyst on the brain, which um, was devastating for him um, and for m- myself as well. Um, and it took him some time, you know, I mean, to to get over that. I mean, when you got your dreams of being a professional boxer and they're just taken away from you like that, I can't imagine what was going through his head at the time. And we tried everything we could, but it just didn't happen for him. And um, but I he's got this way with him in terms of training that I've been around a lot of trainers, a lot of good trainers. And I'm not just saying it because he's my son. I'm saying it because of what I see. And I'll be brutally honest. I think he can, he can go on to be a very, very good top, top trainer, given the opportunities because he knows how to bring out the best in fighters. He knows he's, he's just got this way with making them feel 
like they're walking on cloud nine, yeah. you know, and he's and he's very astute, very, I mean, he's well educated in terms of boxing. He's not one of these hype people that believes the hype. He's got his own mind. I mean, me and him constantly have, yeah, I mean, arguments and discussions about what we think and this and that. And he's and he's very very astute in what he knows. And he's, I think he can, given the opportunity, and he's getting the opportunity with these fighters, you know. I don't think, as good as Ramos trains and stuff, I think Michael done a fantastic job getting him mentally right, mentally prepared for the fight, you know, that he won the Southern Area title. And uh, he's doing a great job with Jordan and Ryan as well. And, you know, I just hope that he gets more opportunities to train more and more fighters so that he he can grow as a trainer in the sport yeah, I think with, yeah with success i mean you, you probably have to look at the repetition uh, within camp the, the like you said there the, the re- focusing on the the fine attention to detail with yeah. you know the pads and also the other work you know really making yeah. sure that these fighters are fine-tuned that yeah. when they do come up against different styles they're able to adapt yeah do you think yeah. that kind of is echoed with uh, michael's yeah i mean he looks at he, he He's a stylist. He looks at styles. He looks at, you know, he doesn't just throw you in there and say, right, you've got to do this. you just got to go forward. You got to He looks at, you know what I mean, all kinds of aspects of fighting. And he tries to bring that to the fighters and get them to understand that, you know, although they have to do the hard work, they have to understand that there's different styles with each fight that you take, there are different things that you have to do yeah. depending on the style of the opponent. And you have, you, you have to be able to, to adapt in the ring at any one given time. Yeah. So w- w- he implements that in his training. Anything can happen at any one time. Yeah. So therefore you have to be able to adjust. You have to be able to maneuver in a certain way. You have to have knowledge about what is going on at any one given time in that ring so that you can adapt. All the greatest fighters, if they come unstuck in the ring, they was able to adapt. They was able to change what they was doing in order to be successful. And uh, Michael knows that and he's always, always, I mean, pushing the boys, saying to them, look, you've got to be able to do this. You've got to be able to fight that way. You've got to be able to, you know, if you need to take a breather, take a breather. Don't don't worry about taking a backward step. It yeah. doesn't mean that you're, you know what I mean, you're bringing someone. It means that you're in control of what you're doing, you know, and that's, it gets that message across really well with the boys. And with that um, that research and really just like, as a, as a young man, really trying to put himself out there with, with profile and stuff like that, do you, see him like when he's mixing it in different gyms with the sparring kind of taking little pointers from other coaches that are around yeah more senior uh coaches out there yeah i mean you know how much can you learn as a coach there are senior coaches and there are coaches that come in with new ideas you know so how much do you take from them and how much do you want to implement your own ideas you know you you watch other fighters and the other trainers and you may feel that that way is old hat, that way has been done before. This is me, this is now. And we, we've seen as some some good young trainers, Ben Davison, you know what I mean, Shane McGuigan, you know, they've yeah. come in and you can see that they've got their own style. Yeah. You could see that, yes, they've probably picked up things from other people, but you could see they've got their own style yeah. and they're implementing what they think is going to get their fight out of victory, yeah. you know, which is a good thing to see. You know, when you get young, fresh trainers in, you know, the, the game's constantly moving and constantly going forward and you need that refresh, refreshing look at things, you know, and I think it's great to have those young boxers. It doesn't, you, you know, we get this cliche, we see these, especially in films, 
you see the trainer's always a 50, 60, 70 year old guy, yeah. you know what I mean? Barking down orders. Mm. Why can't he be a 25 year old something? Yeah. You know what I mean? Telling a boxer, nah, you got to move like this, you got to mm. do that, you know? It, yeah. It's boxing and there's yeah. different ways of doing it, you and know? That's, that's a fair point. And I think, well, number one, it's a results business as well. But at the same time, it's about, if you look at most sports, it's about evolving. So mm -hmm. if you look at football back in the days, everything was your manager needs to be an old school, gone through a career, took his time, studied. But actually, you look at the the peps of the world, the Pochettinos, yeah. even Emery. I know he doesn't look it, mm. but they, there's others. Your Eddie Howe, they're mm. young coaches. Mm -hmm. They understand their craft. They've got a different mindset, mm -hmm. and they've just been given, like you said earlier, the opportunity to express themselves. Sure, and I yeah. think that's the key thing, yeah. with Michael. Yeah. Like, keeping the fighters happy as well. Yeah. So like you said, fresh yeah. ideas get get a lot yeah. out of fighters. Exactly. They're yeah. able to then take responsibility. Yeah. Give back to the the, the trainer, regardless mm. of having a a good relationship outside of the ring. Yeah. There's mm. that level of understanding Inside. between the yeah. two. Yeah, and you yeah. need you know. When, when they're not so much of a similar age, but when there isn't such an age gap, because yeah. the world moves so fast now, yeah. you know, it's social media. If you don't understand those aspects of it, yeah. you know, you can't then have the conversation with your trainer yeah. in in certain aspects of boxing, boxing you know, yeah, and true. and then it it kind of falls. Well, I can't really speak to him because he really won't know. So I'll go and yeah. find someone else to speak to. Yeah. But the guys, I see Michael and the guys. They they talk. They're on their. Uh, Instagrams and this and they're mm -hmm. posting stuff up and you can see it brings them together yes, you know yeah. there's an understanding of what needs to be done to promote themselves to promote yeah. what they're doing but to then click together and be mm -hmm. organised together you know yeah. and I think that really really helps because it moves so fast mm -hmm. now that if you're not with the times you mm -hmm. get left behind very quickly exactly you know yeah, I think and I, even Michael like showed it in when he came in the studio he's got such a good head on, on yeah. such a uh, an experienced head on young shoulders yeah. that he's mm. probably going to expect that pressure to come now if you've got like Ramez is moving up the, the yeah. domestic ladder yeah. and I think as a trainer having that temperament being able to really like I said get the best out of the fighter and just that understanding will yeah. get them a long way yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Them yeah. and you have to know your fighter's limitations as well mm. you know you can't just think oh I've got a champion so I'm going to throw him in here I'm going to do this I'm going to do that you have to know your fighter's limitations yeah. and then you have to work with that it's honesty yeah so we're gonna get guys that are on the line. I can see there's a couple of callers. We're gonna open the call um, after this next chat. So give it about five, six minutes. We're gonna open the line. Just a question to the group. Um, yeah. Obviously, we spoke about the Triple G. Um, I want to go into detail on the MTK, but actually, something that's kind of come up this week, and it's been a weird one. I think boxing is really on the rise, and I'm gonna say this because not only did we have a KSI Logan press conference, which seemed unreal in terms of the people that that, that their numbers they're generating, like people that were part of it. Yeah. You had Tyson Fury in WWE this a new week. audition for the Twice. roster. The and I'm just roster. like, what? You know what? There's a part of me that's like, what's going on? But actually, you know, if we we're going to look at it at, holistically at a big picture, actually, if boxing goes into the casual market, it is good because that's going to bring more money to the, the scene. I know we're not going to get professionals, experts, but really, we want eyeballs. Not everyone that watches football understands football. The Rugby World Cup is on now. I've watched one or two games. I yep. don't understand rugby for, for Toffee. So I think we need a little bit of that if we want boxing to sustain because I think we've got such a good calibre of, of, of fighters' portfolio. Yeah. I think actually somebody like, not even just a Billy Joe Saunders, but like there could be real fighters that could win new fans just by this sort of, I don't know if you call it merger, but by this, yeah. What's I'll, your thoughts? My, my thoughts are this, look, there are different aspects of the boxing business. Yeah, yeah? A promoter, needs to promote wants to promote yeah. to make money yeah yeah 
then you've got the other right at the other end of the scale you've got boxers who are struggling to get on shows mm. you know what i mean who are grinding out tickets yeah. and doing that kind of stuff to just get some kind of recognition mm. you know and for me personally the way i see it is that look as long as as long as what we're doing doesn't tarnish the sport. Mm. People keep saying we need eyes, we need this, we need that. Mm. But boxing is thriving at the minute. Mm. It's thriving at the minute. Nice. Look at the shows. Yes. Look at the pay-per-view numbers in, in America. Look yeah. at the shows, the pay-per-view numbers here. Mm. Yeah. It's thriving at the minute. Mm. Now, oh, are we going to turn it into a circus, the yeah. sport? You know, are we going to turn no, it into I a circus? Will, but I hear you, yeah? But yeah, you know, because once you start going down that road, mm. yeah. then other people are going to take it on board that they can put on any kind of show and mm. throw some fighters on there and whatever yeah. just to sell. Yeah. You know, but I, you know, I, I come from the, the the ilk of there are a lot of fighters out there who are yeah. grinding, working hard to get the opportunity. Yeah. You've got these two YouTubers yeah. that great, fantastic what they do, fantastic. But now they're coming to make money off our sport. Yeah, true, you know, yeah. they're coming to make money off our sport. And how much of that money is going to go back into the grassroots of the sport? Yeah. And you know, and I will say though, and it's, I know Tom. In fact, Tom, I let you go in, and I'll just. No, because I was just going to say like that. Boxing purity has always been neglected. I think yeah. with the, the, I'm not saying anything as, as against two YouTubers because yeah, they're yeah. doing it the, the the right way. They're not they're not doing it like over an amateur bout. They're doing yes. it the conventional way, pro mm. license, yeah. pro um, you know training, like, all training, etc. And they're yeah. being given adv advised by pro mm. coaches. Yeah. But I think when you look at like um, Michael said. You, you look at guys, there's hundreds of them, people mm. that we haven't even seen on small hall shows that yeah. are really trying to grind it out and build their profile. Okay, this is the way the world works. It's yes. been accelerated so much that we've got Bob Arum who's 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 trying to publicise Fury on that on that scale, mm. which is understandable. That's yeah. getting him out to the, the masses mm. in the US and yeah. you know, like even with the uh, KSI, uh, KSI Logan Paul. Mm. Like people are intrigued by it, but yeah. Does it neglect that purity? Yes. Are yeah. we going to appreciate as much as what we make out it to be? Is it going to deliver? No. Is it going to be worthy of being on a, a no. standalone pay-per-view main event? Yeah, no, no, but no. We'll just I mean, have to, I suppose, but that's the thing. So, like, they announced the pay-per-view. Sky signed up for it, right? I think it's yeah. either 15 or £10. Yeah. One of the two, right? Yeah. I would say the majority of boxing fans that watch the Spence Jr. Porter fight Triple G fight, whether they watch it live or they watch it in the next morning, will not pay for that. No. So no. that's why I'm no. not too upset because I just think they're literally attracting a market that is totally. So I went on YouTube and there was about twenty three thousand people watching that live. Mm. The presser, mm. and I can tell you, even the Mayweather one, the Joshua ones, mm. there's mm. not been that many numbers. Mm. So mm. I just think they've got a totally different audience that probably don't even understand boxing mm -hmm. and not usually into it. And I think this may help. I, but how much of that audience would think would tune in next time to a proper fight? I think I think it would be minimal as well. I think a you percentage. Know? And 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 do, and do the people doing it really care? Because no. it's, it's a numbers thing for them exactly. today. You know, if yes. they if it doesn't work or they say that we didn't get the, we didn't we didn't get the bleed into the next fight, they're gonna say yeah. okay. But at the end of the day, they're still making a chunk of money off what they're setting out to do anyway. And I think that's you what. Know? I mean, if we, and unless, got, I don't want to get into it because that's a topic. I think that's the reason DAZN have got into it because I think they need to recoup some money somehow. And this is low hanging fruit, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. if I let you go in, and I'll say what your point, and then we'll yeah. go to the calls. No, I mean, that's just it. I mean, at the end of the day, how many, you know, you're saying 23,000 people yeah. watched it, but how many of them are boxing fans, you know? Yeah. Uh, 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 and, uh, and you're going to get. How many are you going to get to tune into any other fights? Yeah. There's so many fights out there. There's so many boxing fights out there. Do they even know yeah. of the different 
outlets of boxing? Do they know top rank? Do they know PBC? Do they know matchroom? Do they know weight classes? You know what I mean? I think they don't. They don't, you know what I mean? And if you're doing this show and you're getting this audience, Mm. this massive audience that you say you're going to get, how much time and effort are you going to educate those new people? Because if you don't educate them about the sport and what it's about... Mm you're going to lose them. Yeah. Yeah. And on you a know? similar note, it's about educating the people on certain things that have probably gone under the under the, the radar a bit with the whole, you yeah. know, like substance manipulation, how that tarnishes the sport. And yeah. I think too much emphasis has gone on the KSI Logan Paul mm. thing as opposed to we, the recent news of Spong yeah. uh, failing the drug test. Yeah. Like, yeah. How, how, how many more stories is that going to uh, come out to then produce a different um, rhetoric about do we, do we take side of a casual fight to... The real like because this is a dangerous sport. This yeah, is and I, I agree with you on the dangerous sport thing, but I think look, if KSI and Logan Paul do what they're supposed to do, pass all the tests, whatever tests they take, I don't think the drug thing comes into. It. I just think I think we're talking about credibility, yeah. but I don't think I, I really don't think it's that big a deal. And I also feel because like even when I first fell in love with boxing, I didn't understand boxing. I just liked it. Yeah. Azuma Nelson, Mike Tyson, so I had I was fans of them, and then mm-hmm. this, the group the love grew. And I think mm-hmm. we shouldn't underestimate. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I can never quantify. But maybe there'll be a small percentage of people that will watch the actual fight and then pay their money, and then they might say, "I really like this. Let me look for mm. more, yeah. or follow this specific fighter, and then go." So I, I'm not totally against it, but I think it is. A, it's a cash bag. Yeah. So, yeah. so listen. Let's yeah. go to the calls. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go out to nine eight five. I can see it's our, it's our, it's our, it's our, it's our. I'll say our co-host Daniel, Mr. Appia. How you doing, sir? I'm very well, thank you, Kodjo. Good. How are you? How's the team? All right? Yeah, we're all good, good. We're good. As, what's on your mind, bro? Yeah, you six got a fight on Saturday, hasn't he? I think it's, it's been... Point, it's going to be called point, off, bro. Say that again? It's going to be called off. No, they're looking for another opponent, aren't they? Oh, they're looking for another opponent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah, let's just hope um, that fight's on for them. I've been looking forward for a while see you six at, at heavyweight yeah so just let's hope he can get an opponent and get in there and um show us what he's all about yeah could heavyweight. Be so i uh, had a question yeah. for you um, you heard i know I, <coughs> I, I, I asked this but i reckon i know the answer you sick claims that he wants wilder wilder said you sick is yeah. too small would you like to see that fight oh, of course i would yeah i'd love to see that um, that'd be a real test for both men. Mm-hmm. Um, who do I think would win? Boy, you know what? Right about now, I, I, I'd have to go with Deontay Wilder. To be fair, I mm. think what Wilder's grown on me. Mm. You know, um, and uh, yeah, I think I think Wilder's a very dangerous man. You know, yeah. um, but with that power, you can never write him off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Um, Daniel, the weekend, uh, yeah. Golovkin, uh, I suppose, went, was was in a bit of a a bit of a war, to say the least, with uh, Derevchenko. What was your? Uh, did you manage to catch the fight? Uh, I've only actually seen bits of the fight. Um, obviously, Golovkin is an aging fighter. Um, where should he go? Where should he go from here? I'd like to see him in another big fight. Maybe, uh, hopefully, he can get up for it. It may be that, may, maybe he underestimated this guy. Um, what's his, how to say his name? The, the, the riot, maybe he underestimated him. Um, and he wasn't as sharp. Maybe if he's up against 
you know, maybe if he's in a in a, in a big fight, maybe um, maybe that might sharpen him up a little bit, mm. you know. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Anything else on your mind? Yeah. No, that's about it, really. Um, yeah, just keep doing what um, what you lot are doing. I'm listening to the show tonight. The guest you got there, I think that's his name. Michael, sorry. Michael Amus Senior. Senior, um, uh, Richard Comey's manager, Duke Micah, Ramirez Mahmoud. Yeah, Streetwise Management. Yeah, I'm enjoying the conversation you lot are having tonight. Um, Appreciate that. Like an intelligent, yeah, an intelligent Thank. conversation on boxing there. Yeah. We, got, we, got the, we got the Thank library from Daniel in the background, <laughs> so we got a bit of inspiration to work with. That's it. <laughs> so, for, for, okay, I'll, I'll okay, let the guys nice. know, we are testing our live YouTube, so we're doing a bit of... Um, live in this we are live on youtube so for next week we'll be sending a link out but yeah for those of you that are on the line i appreciate it so daniel thank you very much we're gonna to move to the next nice caller one, thanks for the support take care Cheers. thank you appreciate the support as always going out to yeah, no problem. going out to 928 928 the floor is yours hello thank you very much i'm i just wanted to put out on live radio how proud i am of mickey and Lou, what he has done Perfect. 10 years ago 11 years ago, he went into the gym in Accra, saw somebody, a nobody. Fast forward 10 stroke, 11 years, that person is a world champion. Yeah. And all credit, all credit to Mickey Amu. Perfect. Thank you very much. Can we get your name? Um, it's just a, just a fan, just a fan saying a all fan. credit to him. Can I just say one thing? You talked about the yes. KSI fight. Yes. Can I say I agree what, with what Michael said? Mm. The problem with these so-called stunts, no matter how much they train, no matter how much they convince the world that they they are fit boxers, it is a stunt. And mm. there are so many other boxers who, from the day dot, one the only thing they wanted to do was box, not to be some, not for fame, not for fortune, yep. but to test themselves and to be the best they can. And there's only a certain amount of money in any sport, in any business. And these YouTubers, they're taking the money away. They and they, what the winner of the fight will go around saying, "Oh, boxing's easy. I'm, I'm, I'm now. I could easily be the world champion." Or, boxing's not as difficult as they make they make it out to be. Yet those who have grafted all their lives, got up at four in the morning to run, watch their diet done everything that their trainers, promoters, managers have asked them to do, they would, e they could, they would easily turn around and say, no, we've sacrificed a lot to get h half as far as you, yeah. and it's not fair and it's not right that you come it. along, because of your fame and fortune, you take all the money, all the credit and everything. It's not right. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's definitely a fair point yeah, on that one. Definitely. Do, you feel right. like the, do you feel like a fight of this kind of like... Um, this nature has kind of concentrated the market and now for these like these big names your likes of your canelos on the zone other big names on uh, on big platforms do you think that's kind of taken their shedded uh more light on than what it needs to be or do you think it's uh something that's expanding the uh the sport no it's not expanding the sport because i'm old enough to remember what sitting up waiting for Muhammad ali to fight the rumble in the jungle yeah i'm old enough to remember when Lennox, um, not Lennox Lewis, when Sugar Ray Leonard was fighting Hearns, was fighting Hagler, when Ben was fighting Newbanks, they didn't have all this gimmicky um, 
boxing exhibitions going on, but boxing was exciting. The reason recently boxing heavyweight has become exciting again for one reason only, for a man to be knocked down and get up mm. and still not win, and that's Tyson Fury. Yeah. I'm not saying he, I'm not rating him, I'm not saying he's good, bad or indifferent, but that's what's excited people again about the heavyweight division, mm. is the fact that someone took a punch and was able to get up mm. when most of the world thought he would stay down. Yeah. So these gimmicks are not really helping. There are good boxers out there who can do what needs to be done to bring the sport back into the mainstream in terms of public viewing and, and not as a side as a side view from pay-per-view pay, pay pay TV or whatever. We need boxing back on the free-for-air channels so that actually the, the, craft, the boxers who have strived all their lives to just be be a good boxer. They can be they can be um, be seen on TV, recognised for what they are, and hopefully fight for titles, be it national or international titles. Yeah, yeah very fair. No, I appreciate that. So thank you very much for your time. Um, appreciate the comments as well. Um, yeah, it's very very informative. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Take care. So moving out to nine one zero, nine one zero. I've got a new system, Mr. Sam. There, I think. Yes, it is, Mr. Sam. There. How you good doing, evening, sir? Raps on TV. What's uh, going good on, evening, people? Sam. How you doing? Good you well? Good evening. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I finally, do you know, what? I finally got to listen to the show from the very, very start to the end, and uh, the level of content and conversation has been phenomenal. And the guest you're having, uh, Senior, just props to him. Really, like the story I've heard about Senior before, but the story is just really, really inspiring. Like my man just said. Um, earlier, so big props to him, and thank you know, you very much. Like, long may the rain continue for him at the yeah. top. Yeah, but, but thank um, you. We're trying. We're yeah, trying. let's get down to business. Let's get down to the business. Let's talk. Let's What's talk. on your mind? to talk about. You ain't well, got all you night, like though. To me down to about three minutes. I know you like to limit me down to five minutes. I wish I could be here for an hour. Right, but can't give you two, you can't give me twelve rounds, bro. Get you in. <laughs> there you go. They, in fact, Tom's just said it. I think after this call, we'll have to schedule to get you in, and we'll start doing that, getting some of the callers in, the regulars as well. No, of course, definitely, definitely. Don't worry. And you see the view spike up as almost yeah, as big yeah, as the yeah. KSI. Logo pool. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we need. Real that's boxing need. people. Exactly. Real boxing people. <laughs> so, um, yes. Let me, uh, let's get to business. Yeah. Let's get down to business talk. Um, I feel like there's a few things that, we, uh, that I want to discuss, and I'll be very, very quick. One mm. thing I want to touch on, but I don't want to pay too much attention on, um, let's just talk, let's just nips in the bud about the KSI, Logan Paul. I respect the casual boxing fan's opinion, and I also understand the serious technical boxers um, and the fans of the sport who's been, you know, serving the sport for a long time um, and, and seeing and respecting fighters. I understand all these different perspectives. If you speak to every different type of boxing fan, whether you're casual, serious, they've all got a different perspective on it. But if you strip back all the kind of, you know, egos and that sort of thing, and I'm talking, oh, boxing fans have egos because we're proud to discover and look at the stats of our fighters. Mm. And to see someone like a YouTuber just get a license like that, like my man said, when people are running at 4 a.m. and doing all the graft, it's a bit disrespectful. But on the other hand, you've got to see it as technology saying. Like my man said, he waited up to see um, Rumble, uh, Rumble, uh, Rumble in the jungle. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, he waited up ages to see that. But now we've got a technological platform yeah. that is able to access so many different casual fans and open um, boxing to be such a streamlined and well-respected 
sport. Already it is, but you know, we want to get it to the level of people are just talking about boxing so fluidly and so naturally and so calmly. Like you said, Kojo, that you were, you know, the Mike Tyson, the, the, the Mike, you, Mike Tyson got you into boxing and, mm. you know, you explored yourself and found yourself through that. That's exactly the same thing, but it's just on a different platform. And I feel that people need to start embracing change, although what they're doing is wrong, you know, because they're not actual traditional boxers. But mm. look, the zone need the money, the numbers, they need it to start up. We can't do anything about that. We just need to make good of the situation. Look at the guys who are going to be on the undercard. Devin Haney, all the guys coming up in the future. Mm. We need to focus our attention on that, look at the entertainment and look at the gimmicks and just move forward and move on. And I get that there might be a spiral, but you kind of got to roll with the punches. I don't think many YouTube oh boxing series will happen. Mm. I do feel there'll be spin-offs, but I don't think they'll be taking over and being made events of professional uh, sanctioned boxing yeah. shows. I think mm -hmm. this is just a one-off, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and people just need to just accept it for what it is. Yeah. But mm -hmm. that's what I've got to say on it. But okay. talk to me, guys. But don't don't you think that the the two fighters that you've mentioned on the undercard, Billy Joe Saunders and Devin Haney, they've got massive contracts already. They've got big contracts already yeah. with big promoters already. Don't you think this is an opportunity for those? If you're going to do this kind of thing and you're going to put it back into the into the uh, back put something back into boxing don't you think some of these lesser known <laughs> fighters mm. should be on the undercard to like you said technology is taking over it's moving things forward so some of these guys who who, who are not seen who are not visible but are good hard-working professionals who are working their way up as opposed to your billy joe saunders and your devon haney's who are already there yeah, we're already there. What about these other guys who are 10 and 0, 12 and 0, 15 and 0, want to fight for British titles, seven area titles, Commonwealth titles? If if the if there is that much money to be made and that much money in the pot, don't you think that some of these guys should be given a kick, a push mm. into that platform? It's a great opportunity mm. for those lesser known fighters mm. to be seen because that's how you nurture, that's how you build up, that's how you invest in fighters. Yeah. It's a great opportunity yeah. when you're going to get yeah. millions of these people watching this fight. Billy Jones Saunders and, and Devin Haney don't need the exposure. They've already got it. Yeah. They've already got major contracts. Devin Haney's got a major contract with his own. Billy Jones Saunders is just uh -huh. signed with they don't need it. But there are some kids out there that are grafting, are grafting and grafting. And they're not going to be... Oh, this is a great opportunity. And if they was to do that, then at least you could turn around and say, okay, they're putting something back into the grassroots. They're putting something back yeah. into the bottom yeah. tier yeah. of boxing. But they're not, you know? Okay. They're, they're using it to no, hype up the guys they've already got. Yeah. Which, it, when I you look at that. it like that you way... you also got to understand, though. Yes? Senior, what I want to say, though... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, sorry. no. I'm trying to say that, you know, Billy Joe Saunders and the Devin Haney's, you've got to look at things from a promoting standpoint, the zone standpoint. Yes, they want to give back, but at the same time, when Billy Joe's saying, all right, Ed, I've just signed you, I've just left Warren for you, what are you going to do? What's different that you're going to offer me yeah. that Warren wasn't offering you? No, yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm on probation that. with you. Yeah. So you better do this. Devin Haney's dad, mm -hmm. Devin Haney's dad is, from what I've heard through my sources, mm -hmm. Excuse my language, is a bad motherfucker. I've heard behind the scenes in business, he is shrewd. Mm -hmm, he is mm -hmm. very demanding because mm -hmm, he expects mm -hmm. he's done. Kind of similar to how Chris um, uh, Eubank Sr. is with, yeah, yeah, with, yeah, with, with yeah. Junior. Yeah. Um, similar, I see so many similarities to them. And yeah. I bumped into Devin not too long ago. But yeah. you, he's going to be putting in pressure. Like, what can you do to innovate? Because, you know, PBC have got the money and they're dangling it. What are you going to do? And I'm mm -hmm, backing you. Mm -hmm, so that's mm -hmm. where you kind of got the convict of interest. Now, I'm sure 
Matchroom would love to save money because also it saves money. It's a lot of money to put these folks yep. on these cars. Yeah. The Hearns, as much as they mm. like to cut costs, mm -hmm. they would love to put all these guys like the Cheesemans and, you know, the other kind of fighters coming out like the Craig Richards. But, yeah. you know, because it's a cost-cutting measure and also they still got the clout and opportunity to grow their brand and they've got longevity. Mm -hmm. But you've got to understand that there's all egos and all yeah, these different yeah, managers over yeah, 60 yeah. different fighters. Yeah, and yeah, they're I putting do. Him. I and do. I want that to be the case, but sometimes things are just... I think it's one of those ones where, you know, the guys who are lucky enough to be on the card that haven't got the big profiles like the Devin Haney's and the B and, and, mm. and the B Billy Joe Saunders, mm -hmm. um, they need to be able to take that opportunity or the guys who haven't or around the card or whatever need to try and take the clout mm -hmm. and clout chase as much as possible to build their brand up. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, you know, I'm going to let Mike... I'm going to let Senior respond because we're going to have to move on to a couple other yeah. callers, but I'll let him respond. Yeah, of course. No, no I, yeah. get, I get, I totally understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying 100%. And it's just my point is that they're making, they're making a lot of money off the two guys, the KSI and the Logan, off that. And, you know, yeah. no matter what happens, these the Devin Haney's and Billy Joe Saunders have got big contracts anyway. They're going to go and fight. Whatever show they're going to fight yeah. on, they're going to get their money anyway, you know? And yeah. if you're signing up fighters like that, world champions and... and and the money they're using to promote Devin Haney, they can put on shows for them to themselves. How about the guys that are so far behind them guys that ain't getting that push? You know, you're getting that money anyway. Invest in some of these guys. And maybe in a year or two years' time, they will be a Devin Haney or, 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 a, or a Billy Joe Saunders because they've just had that massive exposure. And then you, it just it, it gives it a whole better feel that you've got this thing, you've got this stunt or whatever you want to call it coming out. But... You're using it to promote the kids that are coming through. And you know, the investment, the kids that ain't got no massive contracts, the kids who are just breaking through on the British level, on the English level, and you're putting them on, you're getting a massive exposure. So the next time that they fight, mm. they can tap into their Instagrams and their social medias because they've been on that undercard. Mm. And then they then you can move them on from there. Mm. You know, it would for me personally, it would have looked better that way. Because mm. like I said, Billy Joe and Devin Haney, oh, they're big enough anyway. So know? listen, we're going to have to move on. But Sam, appreciate your call as well, always. Quickly. Yes. Quickly, quick. quickly. I know you're going to cut. I know, <laughs> I know you're going to off. But <laughs> I get what you're saying. But isn't that what the MTK show is about, though? Isn't that why Sky's investing in the MTK, the golden contract show, to be able to get these fighters the opportunity? Because, yeah, you know, yeah. the zone's moving over to America. Yeah. Sky are lacking in numbers because, yeah. you know, they're not sure if Joshua's going to win in... Saudi, isn't that what it's yeah, for? Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah, that's another. So, all right, listen, Sam, we're going to have to, because we really have to move on to the next one. I appreciate the call. Listen, we'll try and get it in next week. No or go, on, go on to the Facebook or the YouTube. We've got live chat on both pages. I appreciate your support as always, mate. Perfect. Thank you. 041-041, the call is yours. Hello, question or statement, 041. Hello. Oh, is, that, is that a mute? Zero four one, going once, going twice. All right, you're just listening in. No worries. Um, don't forget, guys. You can just call in and listen to the show. Um, it's not a problem either. Uh, we're going out to five eight one. Five eight one, question or statement. Good evening, gentlemen. How you good doing? evening. Good evening. Good evening. I'm all right. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. good. Thanks. Who is it? Good. Good. It's, it's Dean Slate from Instagram. Yes, oh, what's going on, guys? Dean, you okay? Right. I'm, I'm good, brother. How are you? Yeah, good. Good, good, good. What's, what's on your mind, Dean? Um, I'll make it quick, obviously, because I know time's running out. But I just wanted to touch on the Tyson Fury appearance on WWE Raw. Mm -hmm. yes. Now, I've seen a bit of criticism on social media during the day, but I actually thought it was a masterstroke. 
Okay. I mean, you, you don't know how many thousands of people was in attendance at the event last night, mm. watched by millions, and I mean millions more in America and across the world. It's okay. a big platform. And I just thought it was a masterstroke by Team Fury to get him on that platform. I don't know what you guys think, to be honest. Yeah, it's unusual. We never really see a British fighter uh, audition yeah, for the he? new... Uh, Monday Night yeah. Smackdown, do we? I mean, I've yeah. honest, I don't know what the show was, but I mean, I will say it's not unusual no. because Mayweather's done it. Ali done Ali's it. done it. Tyson's yeah. done it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. I'm sure there's but others. Again, again you, you just mentioned the names that's done it. It's damn massive names. Yeah. That's not bad company for Fury to be kept. No. It's just fair no. and it's no. true. It's, it's, no. it's a bit of a panto, but, but, but it's a massive platform. Tyson, yeah. Tyson Fury so is a massive is, name is, himself. It's a big, big yeah. platform. And, and you know what? If he I, wasn't the most recognisable, sorry, Tom. No, no, no. I was going to say, I was going to say, I was taking a mick, but actually you you raised a great point in terms of the whole ESPN and what they're doing for his profile. Yeah, so actually yeah. I have to take it back. It makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. If you've yeah. got, if you've got, other platforms, other sporting platforms, yeah. you know, then you're going to use them to promote your fighters or your sports people. You're yeah. going to use them. I mean, Sky yeah. have done it a lot over here in in having different mm. different sports people cover the cover the different sports that they they show. And yeah. it's it, it's not so much a masterstroke; it's just business strategy. Yeah, if you've got something that you're investing in, mm. you want as many eyes on it as possible. Yeah. So you're going to put as many yeah. eyes on it possible. And yeah. you know, it's a great feat for Tyson Fury. And Tyson is a character. You yeah. cannot argue. You put Tyson anywhere, there's going to be some kind of eyes on him. Something's yeah. going to happen. Mm. So why not use yeah, that? Yeah, you know? with, with, with his mic skills, he's made for the WWE in that respect. Yeah. yeah. I, thought yeah. He, I thought he was brilliant on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, as much as it was planned and whatnot and whatnot, mm. it was still, you know what I mean, for the eye to see. It's like that only certain people can do that. Yeah. You know, only certain people can pull that off. And Tyson Fury is one of those yeah. people. Yeah. And um, I mean... Yeah. No. I agree. Um, Danny, just a question for you, actually. Did you get to see the Triple G fight at all? I did. Um, I thought thoughts? he did show his age a bit. I'll be honest. I thought he did show his age, but at the end of the day, um, touch on what you guys said earlier, I think it's just because we're used to seeing these brutal knockouts. So when he has a, you know, an offish day, we're on his back, he's getting known, he's slowing down, he's this, that, cover. Let's wait and see. I suppose, let's wait and see how he is out in his next fight. If it's, a similarly sort of sluggish um, performance by him, then I suppose we can say, well, he's seen better days. He, he may be just past, you know, maybe just over the hill. Mm. But yeah, I wasn't particularly impressed, if I'm honest. But like I said, touching what you guys said earlier, um, it, it could just be one of them, odd, you know, just an off, an offish performance. Mm. No, no, I appreciate that. And before you let you go, anything else? I, you... did, I did have him winning. Okay. Good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything else on your minds? Um, yeah, so just touching on Chisora Price. Yeah, what do you guys? Point. I mean, I, I thought Price was probably the obvious choice. Mm. And then, again, I speak to people on social media throughout the day, and a lot of people have got Chisora winning it. I'm not so sure. I think yeah. Price, with that jab, could keep Chisora at bay. Again, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I think Chisora's gathering a bit of momentum. Um, the Spilka fight, we, mm. he's, he's naturally not really dealt with southpaws as as good as what you've seen with a conventional uh, orthodox fight. I think Price, although, yeah, you look at him on paper, he's got the the, the, the more attributes, like bigger bigger reach, taller fighter. is yeah. um, just going to have to force the pace. He's just going to have to get on the inside early and uh, attack to the body. And I think Price, he'll come forward and it's going to be one of those fights that ends ends 
between the early and the, the mid rounds. I can't see it going the distance because I think both are going to come forward. Yeah, I, I can't see Price boxing on the outside. Um, I can't see Jazora boxing on the outside. So they're going to come. They're going to they're going to lock it in the middle of the ring, and that's that's going to be who can ship the most punishment. Yeah. I, I, personally, I yeah, think the, the most important factor in this fight, I think, is going to be Price's mindset. You know, he's he's had the losses that he's had. Um, you could see that it's uh, a mindset as opposed to a physical kind of thing. You know, when he lost his two fights back to back against um, Tony Thompson. Yes. You know, when you watched him yeah. coming in for the second fight, I mean, he looked like he was petrified walking to the ring. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's a couple of other fights that he's kind of, you know he's looked suspect because one thing you say about Price he has got ability and he has got a powerful right hand mm. you know and I think yeah, if he comes in yeah. yeah he's got natural attributes you know what I mean to really cause any heavyweight problems mm. you know and sometimes he just hasn't used those attributes mm. for whatever reason you know and I think if he comes in with the right mindset you know and he comes in with a positive mindset I think he can cause Chisora a lot of problems mm. because Chisora's got to try to get to him. Yeah, Don't forget, I agree. he's yeah. six foot eight, six yeah, foot nine. Reach, you know, yeah, he's got a very long reach. Yeah. You know, he's got all the favourable attributes in this fight. Yeah. You know, to 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 be the victor. Mm. But I think it's his mindset that's going to either get him the victory mm. or allow Chisora to get on top of him. Mm. Yeah, I think know? touching on the mindset thing as well. I think it's a more ambitious Chisora we're contending with now. Someone that's mm. really going to try and bring the heat. Whereas you look at a Chisora that fought a Fury. Mm. all those years ago yeah, would yeah. we have said Price would have mm. come in with the same he probably would have been confident mm -hmm. I'm not saying he would be confident now yes, but yeah. Yeah. there'll be a bit of kind of scepticism about yeah. what Chisora is going to bring, bring yeah. is he going to be more aggressive yeah. or is he going to adopt a different mm. a different approach yeah. yeah and I do think and it's going back to what you're saying uh, Dean is, I have to say when I just I've, I heard it during the day so I've been working um, I couldn't I didn't think if it was a walk in the park I feel again it's a kind of sink or swim move from Eddie Hearn in the yeah. sense of Price loses where does he go and with what yeah. I thought they were trying to do, which is all right, is I'm thinking, well, clearly that maybe they're not trying to build him up. Um, and from a training perspective, I would say maybe Chisora's got a lot more to change in his approach to the fight than Price, because Price is used to fighting shorter guys anyway. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like yeah, Chisora's got the biggest skill set, but I think where Chisora now, he's going to have to adopt an approach of fighting a much taller bigger probably yeah. even skillful guy than Parker in my opinion mm. yeah but it's I mean it, it's a pay-per-view event it's, yeah. it's it's made out to be a pay-per-view event mm. so you look at all the options that they had once yeah, Parker fell out yeah and the one that springs to mind that you'd get the British public actually paying for it is price well, it's because it's as we're yeah, speaking yeah. now, it's, yeah, an, it's yeah. an unknown entity. As yeah. we're speaking, we're talking about mindsets, we're talking about who comes in. We're not talking about an outright winner. winner. Yeah. So it's intriguing, yeah. you know? So yes. then it sells. Yes. What, true, other, true. what other dance partner could you have with Trezora that would have sold or would have asked the questions that we're asking, you know? Yeah. You know? So it's a, it's a good stroke by Matrum yeah. in terms of getting the right replacement exactly. and getting a replacement where it is now a 50-50 fight, yes, exactly. who wins, who comes yeah. out with the best performance. People want to see his price he finished, his mm. Chisora, this yes. is the second coming of Chisora. Yes. You know, so it's a, it's a good fight for the for the public to, to, to watch. Yeah, there's a lot of variables. Yeah, I must admit, fight. I am looking forward to it, I must admit. Yeah, I'm yeah. very intrigued by it. Intrigued is the word, because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who's going to turn up and how they're going to turn up. So I think it's an interesting yeah. fight. Dean, uh, thanks again yeah. for uh, for calling in, showing all the uh, the support as always, and uh, yeah, next week make yeah, sure you uh, thanks, tune. Thanks for hearing me out. Thanks very much. Thank Cheers. you very much. Sir.
Cheers. Cheers. Take care, Jack. Cheers. Take care. Um, we're going last caller. Uh, zero four one. We're going to try you again before we give you the last five minutes. Zero four one. Hey, how you yes, doing? Sir. How's it? How's it going, guys? Good, good show. Good show. Good show. Appreciate. Thank what, you. Who's, Thank who's you. on the line? Your name? Yeah, it's it's William from West London. Uh, nice to meet you. Good Will. evening, William. Uh, question or statement? Um, I'm both, both, both really. My my first statement is, is um, I, I, deep down in 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 your heart, man, guys, yeah. you really do you really rate price? I mean, deep down in your heart, that you know that you you put price and Chizora in a ring. Chizora is gonna eat price, man. Well, I mean, price if, is what, if if you he's listen- got more, man, but he doesn't have the heart as a boxer, to face Chizora all the way through, man. I saw him live on the undercards in, in one of um one of our world trips. Mm-hmm. What, what was it? With, with, um, uh, with um, uh, Anthony Joshua, man. That yeah. guy. And, <laughs> anyway, that's my number one. Number two, I like I like your, your previous colleagues. All I want to ask you guys is, right now, at this present moment, who is... Who, who, who is the most famous British boxer in the United States? Go out there in the United States right now and take a mic out on the street. Who would they say? Who is the most famous UK heavyweight boxer out there? Carl Everybody's going to do Who do you think? Who do you think? Boy. Pardon? You understand? Who? Everybody's going to be telling you the Gypsy King. The Gypsy King yeah. is conquering the U.S. Anthony yeah. Joshua went out to the U.S. to say, we're going to have, we're coming to the U.S., we're going to conquer here, and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> nowadays, nowadays, box, it, it, it's not just boxing, but promotion is going on a different level, like your, 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 your previous caller said, right? It's all about the numbers. If you mm-hmm. want to you, you keep big, you want the numbers. Tyson is tapping into all sort of different numbers out there. Yeah. And America is a bigger economy than here, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You understand? So, yeah. so you know, before Tyson came out, you you know all his gimmicks that he used to do and all that sort of stuff. Now he's got a bigger audience, a bigger stage, and he's a natural at doing that. Mm. He's not like he, he's not Joshua who's being coached or trained to go and do these sort of things, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so he's right. in... He, for sorry, 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 get, sorry. yeah, let, let's get the answer in. So, yeah, so for the for the second one in terms of Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, if you look at the level of promotion that the two of them have got, Anthony Joshua in America is on uh, an app that not many Americans have got. Mm. Tyson Fury is on ESPN, promoted by Top Rank, which is in near enough every major home in in the United States. So his profile is easier to be to be promoted across the United States. Mm. Um, he's he's won his two or three fights over there. Mm. The fight he had with John Tay Wilder after Anthony Joshua refused to fight John Tay Wilder mm. put Tyson Fury in front of Anthony Joshua because he went to America on the back of being out for so long and having one fight. He took the step and was brave enough to go out there and face the hardest puncher in the heavyweight division and got a draw. Um, and from then he's gone on from strength to strength to strength. Anthony Joshua is on a, an app, which is, like I said, not in too many homes in America. You have to purchase that app. So the promotion of Anthony Joshua is far less than it is of Tyson Fury. And saying that, Anthony Joshua had his big opportunity to win over the American public. And obviously his first time over there, he lost. And he lost to somebody 
that wasn't in the top Mark 10. Bar. I don't believe he wasn't in the top 10, who I do believe is a good fight and I do believe he's going to cause him more problems when they fight again. You know, so with that, I'd agree with you that Tyson Fury is leading the way as the, as the most, you know I mean, uh, recognised heavyweight, British heavyweight in the United States at the moment. Yeah. And let's see where he goes from there in terms of they have this Deontay Wilder rematch, which is in jeopardy, obviously, depending on where how his eye heals up. But again, that's going to be a massive, massive, massive fight for Tyson Fury with all eyes on One that fight. Question. Yep, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. One more question. Got another caller, but yeah. What, what is the reason? I, I mean, what, why are, are they doing another, <laughs> a, another um, what was it called? Wilder, Wilder Ortiz. What, what's the reason for that man? Who wants to see <laughs> I, that? I mean, yeah, why, exactly. Why? I know who wants to see that. I mean, it's, mm. you know, it's the PBC thing. They've got their fighters, and you know, each promotional company is doing what they can for their fighters. Wilder and Ortiz are with the PBC. I mean, there's not many other heavyweights that John T in that at that level John T could have fought within the PBC. I think Wilder, I think Ortiz is the is the number one, and I think it's a stopgap between that fight and the Fury fight. And that's if the Fury fight happens. I believe that there's going to be a lot of change in yeah. terms of who wins the Joshua Ruiz fight. Yeah everything's going to change after that again and we'll see and hopefully next year we can see a Rand robin of joshua or, or sorry the winner of joshua ruiz mm -hmm. tyson fury jonte wilder all mm -hmm. fighting each other and yeah. we can have an undisputed one face one champion name, one champion but i was and if i could just add to that point because i think michael makes a great point but i also think you have to really look at it once the fury said he wasn't going to fight the rematch and he wanted the two fights in between. Sorry, bro, there's a bit of background noise on your side. Um, so once he said he's going to fight, have those two fights, we all knew Joshua is obviously going in with Ruiz. Who else do, could Wilder fight realistically? Yeah. I don't think there's anybody, and I think we know it's a ready-made good fight. Yep. Everybody knows that, that fight is just going to be uncomfortable to watch. It's all about how much, how much Ortiz can take the punches. Yes. You understand? Yeah. How, how far? How far can he can he tire Wilder? And it's just uncomfortable to watch, man. Yeah, but don't don't forget, nobody else wanted to fight Ortiz. Yeah, exactly. Nobody. Uh, uh, Dylan White had an opportunity to fight him. He didn't take it. Joshua had an opportunity to fight him. He didn't take it. No one wanted to fight Ortiz for a reason because he is a handful. Yeah. So listen, guys, we've got to move to the next caller, last caller before we end the show. Um, so appreciate your call, Will, uh, and we're out. Uh, so six four four. Six four four. The floor is yours. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Kojo. It's Enam. How you doing? Hey, uh, long time. Right? Yeah, yes. How you doing? You alright? Yeah, man. I've got to say this, this studio looks amazing. Thank you, bro. The setup is phenomenal, man. And wishing you guys all the best of luck in the full match. It looks very, very slick. And oh. big shout to Michael as well in the studio. Oh, thank, thank you very you. much. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I want to sort of like reiterate what William was saying beforehand. You know, regarding the Price Chisora fight. I don't give Price any chance at all. And I think it's okay. what, what Michael touched on before, it's his mental status, he's got the attributes. Mm. But mm -hmm. when Chisora puts on that war Chisora mindset, he's going to walk through him. Yeah. It's going to be like four rounds. Three to four rounds, he's going to stop Price. Yeah, I mean, again, and and, again, you said yeah. it. Again, it's it's the mindset of Price because mm. he has got all the attributes. He's got the longer reach. He's got a bigger physical presence. And if he can't use those, then he's going to have a hard, hard time, yeah. you know. And his mindset is the thing that's going to allow him to use them. Mm. You know, it's a simple. You know, it's 
it's simple physics. He's the taller man. He's got the longer reach. You know, if he comes in there with that mindset, he can box Chisora's head off for, for 12 rounds. Or if he thinks that, you know what I mean, he's going to get into a bit of a scrap and then he's going to go into his shell, then it, yeah. you're right. It's going to be a short fight for him, you know. Yeah. But again, you know, he has got the attributes and it'll be interesting to see. You know what I mean, what my, I think we'll see in the walking. Yeah, I mean, what mindset? Mm. And uh, I think with with um Price, with Price, yeah. And I mean, again, I can't. I'll be honest. I think it is a close fight. I don't think it's it's a walking apart for for Chisora. Because I think Price, if he has the mentality, as I guess we're saying, to focus on using the jab, I think he can make it a long night for Chisora. Because then Chisora has to show sort of crafts to be able to get inside Sided, the jab. Yep, and I think yep. another thing people probably haven't said but forgotten, he doesn't actually have a trainer now because he's not working with Caldwell. This is Chisora. Yeah, Chisora's right, not, work, he's right. not working with Caldwell anyway. Well, I don't know if that means he's going to go back to um, Don Charles. If he, so you know what I mean. So that could play its its its, its, its significant significance into the fight. Um, I think it is a not a better fight, but it's still a good fight. But I can see where everyone's coming from. I can see why they're writing Price off. But yeah, I probably would say, look, don't write him off just yet. I think he's he's mm. feeling more confident. Probably the date the, the the Price, not the, the Dave Allen win, gave him a lot of confidence. Right, I know that was great. What? Yeah, but good. If yeah, I please. Could one, yeah. yeah, if I could make one point, right? I'll make two. <laughs> uh, Price, Price, like, Dave Allen recently, right? He mm. beat Dave Allen, right? And it was a big acclaim when he beat Dave Allen, right? Mm. I'm going to say Dave Allen is world world contender. Mm. Do you know what mm. I mean? Mm. European level top white, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chisora's been there. He's fought at... Uh, for, for world titles, the guys won 12 rounds with uh, Vitaly Klitschko. Yep. Yeah, is it Vitaly yep. or Vladimir? Which one? Uh, Vladimir, Which Vladimir. One yeah. yeah. So you know, and, and Dave Allen did. I mean, like twice didn't exactly blow away Dave Allen, who was much smaller than him as well, much yeah. smaller. Yeah. So I look at that, right? Look at the caliber of Chisora's school, the style of Chisora, right? Mm. The Chisora style is just terrible for Price, mm. the way he fights. I think yeah. Chisora as and well. That's, yeah. why, that's why I think, and, and, and Price gasses quite easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, he loses his stamina easily yeah. for four, five, six rounds. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, when Chisora's going to come on in first, second, third round, Fourth round, I think price is going to be just knackered and it's going to go down. So yeah, yeah. You could be right. You could be a hundred percent right because yeah. it could go that way. As, yeah. as, as like what, what we're saying in terms of, you know, I mean, price's uh, mentality. If he doesn't use his attributes, the, the advantages that he's got, then it's going to be a very short night for him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this one's going to be a tactical, uh, tactical affair. I think Chisora will see that mentality and price to then mm. just stick it on him yeah, and see, see. What, see how he reacts yeah. I've actually put a, we've actually I've actually spoke to uh, I've got someone to speak to um, mm. Chisora's camp to see if my son Michael can mm. do some training with oh, him for this fight you know yeah. I hope he gets the opportunity we're mm. waiting to find out yeah. you know because like I said I mean some of these young young trainers have got, you know, mm. I mean, have got a lot to so, you know what I mean to bring to the game yeah. you know what I mean because he hasn't got a trainer and he mm. wants to train down in London yeah. you know what I mean we'll, we're just waiting to see good, if, well, if we can put that together so listen Eve, and um, thank you for calling in um, appreciate the support as always and uh, yeah hopefully for more calls in the future take care Yes, yeah, so no, that's been a great show. We've run over a little bit, but it's been more than a pleasure. Um, so we've got uh, Michael. We've got Ryan fighting on October the November the thirtieth. No, November. Yeah, sorry, Ryan, November the Ryan's 30th. fighting. Jordan Dujon is also making his third professional appearance uh, on November on November the thirtieth. Yep. Uh, uh, Richard is fighting on December the fourteenth at Madison Square Garden. Yep. And Duke Micah will be fighting in uh, in the US 
on a PBC show sometime in December as well. So, yeah, so we've got a busy end of the busy year. Busy for Streetwise, yeah, new logo yeah, as well, yeah. gold bronze, logo, setting your intention. Been, yeah, we've Black got a new logo. Yeah. We've just been doing some stuff with the foundation. Mm. I've just been to um, Boxfit today. They've, mm. they've, they've donated again a, a load of equipment for us. Uh, Ken and, and the boys at Boxfit, fantastic. Really appreciate what they, they help for, for the foundation, for yeah. us in Ghana and uh, for the equipment they give to us. So I got to give them a special mention because yeah. they're always willing to help they've us. They've got a website, the, they've got Instagram, right? Boxfit. Yeah, Boxfit got a w website, they've got Instagram, they've got all that stuff and they're, they're, they've been really great to us. So yeah. really And um, before we go, do you want to talk about the video? Obviously you're doing, uh, you've got the street, Streetwise Foundation Ghana, sent a bit of kit out there. About yeah, we, don't, we, sent, we sent, I mean, I mean, as people know, you know, Ghana, it's created a lot of world champions, mm. uh, but the infrastructure and the, and the uh, equipment and stuff is uh, not of the caliber of other countries, mm. and it's um, it, it's a shame really because they've got so much talent out there, you know, and they, it's very difficult for them to to play on a level playing field. Mm. So, in terms of you know Richard now being a world champion, it gives and now Richard is the, is the global ambassador for the foundation. Mm it gives us an opportunity to, to raise the profile yeah. and to go around collecting equipments and stuff to send back to Ghana, yeah. uh, you know, and help the infrastructure, yeah. you know, for, for Ghana boxing. Uh, the amateur boxing squad haven't even got their own, uh, their own got their own gym. Mm. So we've located some derelict buildings in Ghana. We're yeah. hoping that we can, we can acquire them and build yeah. uh, purpose-built gyms for yeah. them and just, just, just help the cause, you know, because, when you look at <coughs> when you look at the likes of Richard and Duke, wh mm. where they've come from and what they've managed to achieve, yep. you know what I mean. There's there's an abundance of talent out yeah. there, so hopefully the foundation can help yeah. un nurture that talent. Big up, no, appreciate. And listen, thank you for coming in today. Um, do you want to just shout out your social medias? Uh, my ear, Mickey Moo uh, at Mickey Moo at, uh, on Twitter, yeah. uh, Instagram at Streetwise MGT at Streetwise Management on. Um, Facebook. Yep. Yeah, that's the social we'll media sure that, that we we'll do. Take that. You in. And, and yeah, that's great. Yeah. Perfect. It's been so a pleasure. It's been no, a pleasure. it's always a pleasure coming down here. You get you get to speak proper boxing, yeah. intelligent boxing. The yeah. callers that call in are intelligent. Mm. They know what they're talking about. They're that. Yeah, and yeah, it's, we're not it's afraid it's to dive into the, the little, you know, controversy. Like no, yeah. you have to because it's all part of the sport. You yes. have to. There's no point in sugarcoating stuff or yeah. trying to, you mm. know, what I mean, skirt around stuff. It is what it is. It's yes. in the sport. Yes. You have to speak about it. If you don't speak about it, you can't action it. Exactly. You know? so, so it's great. You guys that. are doing a fantastic job, no. and hopefully, you get more followers and more callers and exactly. more people listening to your show. It's one of the original shows out there. Yeah. that you listen to and you're talking a lot of sense yeah no, i appreciate that appreciate that so guys you heard the man sign up subscribe like it's the best place for boxing in london at the moment fans talking boxing um but tom we're going to sign out yeah um i was going to say good week for you are yeah. you at any shows this weekend uh not this weekend i don't not think uh, progray taylor is the next one yes to, so that's going to be a, a good a good bill to go yeah. down to. Yeah. yeah but yeah just also mtk uh well done on the uh the show well done great you didn't get, yeah really Another, good again uh, something else that's adding to the the growth is a, exactly. a new concept yeah you know we've been to shows the ultimate box etc but this yeah. is another i think that's a bit more technical because they're not expecting you to get a w victory on yeah. the night in terms of winning the fight i think the the build-up for the mtk is really good yeah. kind of liaises yeah. back to what you were saying around yeah. high um giving a platform for 
new fighters. I think what they're doing is a bit of new fighters, but yeah. again, some fighters that probably haven't hit the heights with an original promoter and they're, they're yeah. giving them a yeah. new lease yeah. of life. So, yeah. safeguarding their own stable, you know, making sure that they can prosper. I yeah, think that's get, I mean, they've got a massive stable and they're yeah. making sure their stable, their fighters get fights and they get a great platform, mm. you know, and it's there for the fighters and the trainers to, to grasp that opportunity that yeah. they're putting out there. So, mm. it's great. No. Perfect. So, guys, uh, don't forget to watch the shows live moving forward. We will be on Facebook and YouTube. Just go to your search engine, your search box, and do Raps on TV, uh, boxing, uh, but Raps on TV. Instagram is also Raps on TV. Uh, the website, www.rapsontv.com, where you see all the best articles written by Tom. Um, but like I said, to all the callers, thank you very much. All the listeners in the past, present, and future, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. We appreciate you, and we're out. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready here.